0: Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's the Bradleys here. That's my fake, fake voice, southern voice There. <clears throat> is this real? This is real. We're doing it. Oh. Welcome you. back, Jason Bradley.
1: Thank you. Episode two, Bradley Buzz.
0: So glad to have you here.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to hold the microphone further away from my face this time.
0: Please do. You sounded a little... Sexual. Mm-hmm. A little sexual I, last I time. Don't
1: we got a lot of feedback and and thank you all for, first off, thank you all for listening to the first episode. Honestly, we haven't really promoted it. Um, we just kind of did it for fun and put it out there, um, for a hobby because Lord knows we all need hobbies right now. Um, during all this. But, um, one, I think the top feedback we got was, um, y'all
0: sounded great.
1: Well, yeah, that, and I, I, I don't know if you got it. I think it went to both of us, but maybe just me, but it was like a couple, um, female listeners um, said they had to take a break. Uh, My low manly sexual voice was was just too much.
0: (laughs) Lies, people. He's full of lies.
1: You haven't seen my DMS.
0: No, but seriously, you're right. I don't want to see your DMS, (laughs) but seriously, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it. Um, The feedback. I got so many kind messages. Uh, Thank you so much. And, and you know, I am totally open for constructive criticism. So if you have anything, we should do better or should work on. We want to hear that.
1: Yeah. Or, um, or, or if you just, I mean, if you have an opinion on it, if we're talking about something yeah. and you agree or disagree, let us know. Just please don't be a dick. That's all. Or I be ask. a
0: dick. Cause we can be dick, dicks back. <sighs>
1: but don't make us go there.
0: could be fun. It could be fun. People might enjoy listening to that.
1: <laughs> Maybe that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, what do you say? Good radio. Good, uh, good listening. Good listening.
0: Sure. So day 3,027 of COVID-19 quarantining. How are you feeling, JB?
1: You know, I, I hope I hope everyone's actually doing well. So I don't want this to, people that are really struggling with this, I I hate, I, I don't want to upset them by saying this, but I'm not going to lie, yeah, the weeks are going by pretty fast. Yep. And I think it's because we've found ways to stay busy. Um both of us independently, but I also think that, you know, we've really dove headfirst into, um, really soaking in all the time that we're getting right now with, with little sailor. And, um, but honestly, like, so, I mean, I think we all are getting our days confused. Um, if you're not working every single day, um, but at, sometimes just like Friday or Saturday, I'm like, oh shit, it's the end of the week.
0: Yeah. Yep. Or I get, like, an email and I see the date and I'm like, holy shit, it's April 22nd? Like,
1: yeah, what? Like, yeah, like, on April 20th, I was like, ah, didn't have time to go out and buy any marijuana.
0: Shame. <laughs> what a shame. Well, we hope you guys are all holding up during this quarantine. And and like Jason said, on a serious note, everyone's staying safe, doing their part. Um, Cannot thank healthcare workers enough. Like, y'all are doing it big, doing it for all of us. And, uh, I won't speak for Jason, but, uh, I appreciate all of you and your hard work and your dedication to just kind of taking care of the public and, and it, it certainly doesn't go unnoticed.
1: I'll piggyback off that a little bit. And, and, you know, obviously as, as a couple spending a lot of time together, um, we've had our various conversations and we might dive into that here, um, in a little bit, but, um, no, I totally agree with Kyla. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today. We've always known everyone, our nurses and our doctors and everyone working in these hospitals. I mean, it, it kind of sucks that it's, it's, it's taken this to, to actually admit that you guys are all heroes every day. You guys are saving people's lives when there's not an, a pandemic going on. Um, now we have one going on and, and you guys are, are, it's not that you're suddenly on the front lines. You're always on the front lines. However, now you're just front page news and you know, I think the biggest difference is normally um, most people that work in the um, medical field aren't at risk at dying because they go to work. Um, you know, I just saw someone today that we we both know. They posted on their Facebook that they're going to miss a friend that they worked with, a, a, an older lady. She was a nurse. That she got it and she died. Um, that's that's insane. You know, that's terrible. I mean. It, Working at a hospital shouldn't be like the military. Like in the military, you know, when you're signing up, there is a chance that you might go to war, and that, you know, you you are signing up to potentially die, which is terrifying, and that's why it takes so much bravery. Um, but man, just the, just the fact that you know these people going to work every day are like literally putting their lives in line.
0: Totally. And and we can't thank you enough that our healthcare workers and our, our fucking teachers, like. The teachers and the and the amount of dedication and planning and, you know, full transparency, I went to college to be a teacher, elementary education. My ultimate goal was to be an athletic director um, and volleyball coach. But I dipped out my last semester in college because I literally could not make it through my student teaching. I was student teaching in an inner city school and uh, for any teachers out there that know, like, that is hard stuff and the parents are difficult. You just want to like wrap the kids up, take them home and take care of them. And and so being in this time where we're doing something completely new and, and the kids don't necessarily understand and you guys are all doing your best out there to, to make a shitty situation really great for them. And you know, I see you and, and I appreciate you. I know that, you know, everyone I know can't say enough great things about the teachers and what you guys are doing. And, and so just to piggyback off the nurses and healthcare workers, um, just thank you. Big thank you to all of you. If I could hug you all, I I would, um, once we're out of this, come find me, I will buy you a drink just as like a, a thank you. And that doesn't even scratch the surface. So.
1: And on a lighter note, I would also like to give a huge shout out to, um, the downtown power and light district Chipotle employees. Um, Holding I, it down. I, I, I personally appreciate you. Um, no, but seriously, um, is but, this because
0: my cooking's bad?
1: No, I mean, your cooking's been on point and you've done more than you ever have, and it's great.
0: because well, I don't um, have a choice.
1: Well, I know, but every once in a while we have a choice to get like Chipotle or County Road, but you know, I will tell you, um, and Kyla's gonna get into this here in a bit. We we've, we've had a lot of time over the last week um, to listen to a lot, a lot of satellite radio. Um, and one thing that I was listening to CNBC and listened listen to the, you know, financial reports, stock markets, and not shockingly, Chipotle obviously is down a little bit. You know, you're gonna be down anytime. You can't let people into your restaurant. But their online sales, don't quote me. I need to verify this, but they're up eighty-three percent. Basically, Chipotle is doing just fine, and all this stuff, and I'm—I have—I'm a, a big part of that reason.
0: Big part, y'all. If fun fact about my husband—he eats Chipotle once a day.
1: Most of the time, I'm a—I'm a creature of habit, but I will tell you this: I cannot wait to get that stimulus check uh, to go pay off my Chipotle bill.
0: Kid, you not once a day, same thing every day, and if—if if he eats there twice a day. He switches his meats up, so chicken to steak.
1: I'm not a, I'm not a savage. I'm not going to have a chicken burrito twice a day, but I've done it.
0: Crazy, y'all. Crazy. So, yeah, he kind of uh, touched on it, but uh, this last weekend, we took a trip, just the two of us, and we did bring our dog, uh, Allie, our golden retriever. She joined us, so we took quite a road trip. It's about 12 hours away. Uh, longest road trip I've ever taken, how about you?
1: No, no no,
0: you were in a band, so you were all over
1: I was but that was that was the longest road trip I've ever taken with anyone that I was romantically involved in <laughs> which which i I'd tell you what you know being in a in a van with three other dudes that's a challenge but uh, so
0: was this worse or better?
1: <laughs> well, it was actually a lot better and we didn't and like we didn't take i thought on the way up there we'd would, we would take you know you drive, one person sleeps, and and flip-flop, flip-flop, right? We didn't really do that on the way back a little bit, but for the most part, we uh, we were talkative and interactive for the most part.
0: Yeah, it was it was nice. We uh, left Sweet Little Sailor with Mimi and Grandpa, and so great that they were able to take her for a few days. But, you know, we live in a downtown apartment. It's 800 square feet, y'all. I had to get out, and um, it was nice that we were able to kind of go to a place and a super remote location, not really, you know, there's no TVs. Uh cell service was quite limited. Um lots of things to do outside. And so we just, you know, we took our boots, took our, took our jackets and were able to just kind of really disconnect and and spend some time with each other and and kind of get out of not get out of what's going on because it's always in the back of your mind. But really kind of get out of it and enjoy each other's company and um, just just kind of like, like you know, let your shoulders drop, you know, <laughs> that, that, that feeling at the end of the day when you pop open a, a beer or a, a cork and you just finally get to kind of like relax and we kind of got to do that for a few days. So uh, we're back. We got back yesterday and it was a much, much needed trip.
1: Yeah, we had to get back to get in the uh, uh, the podcast studio, um, which we rent. No, I'm joking. It's our living room. Um, but um, we had to get back for other reasons. But, you know, it was great to get away and 12 hours up, 12 hours back. Um,
0: That's 24 hours in a car with <laughs> the same person in, Yeah. in case your math's rusty.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was really cool because, you know, unfortunately right now, um, it's not easy to travel and go see anyone – Um, because you just don't know if they're playing it safe you know you know what you're doing you know that you're taking all the precautions I mean I've had more uh, Rieger hand sanitizer touch my hands in the last month than winter gloves have ever touched my hands in all winters combined I mean yeah it's insane Um, and we've been You know, social social isolating um, as much as humanly possible. Literally, the only time we're around other people is when we go to the store, um, which usually it's just me. Just you. You're you're on the store run. Yeah, sometimes if it's a if it's a major target run, it's um, me. It's Kyla. I know where the shit's at. She knows where it's at. What takes her forty five minutes would take me forty two days. But you know, and we knew the the people that we were um, going to visit have been literally at this place for. Six weeks, um, I mean, social isolation to the max. Uh, you can't, you can't see the nearest neighbor, can't right. hear the nearest neighbor. Um, a lot of, a lot of um, acreage, you know. Um, and it was, it was a great relief. It was a great time. Um, the travel, the, the the drive alone was actually kind of decompressing in in of itself.
0: The drive was nice, I would say. It was just kind of, you know, like you said, decompressing. But it was also weird. Like, when you have to stop for gas, like, it's just so weird now. Like, yeah, do I use hand sanitizer on a regular basis? Sure. But, like, you're like selling your credit card and you're, you know, using gloves to pump the gas. And then you're hand sanitizing after you take the gloves off. And then if you're yeah. going into the restroom, like... Uh, you know, like it's just the extra steps to be very conscious about like what you're touching and, and, uh, it's good. I think, I hope that something that comes out of all of this is that we're all a little more conscious of our, our cleanliness and what we're doing with our hands and what we're touching and yeah, what and, we're doing afterwards.
1: I, and I hope we don't have to always maintain the, the, the rigorous, uh, motions we're going through now. And, and honestly, guys, I gotta tell you, um, you know, I, Kyla is more about this than, than I am as far as just the, um, don't get me wrong. I'm washing my hands all the time and everything, but like she takes it to to the next level and I'll give you, we have a baby. So no, I totally agree, but I'll give you an example of of like one of our, I think our second gas stop on the way up. Um, I stop, I get out, I'm going to pump the gas. I, I grab my debit card. She goes, hand me your debit card when you're done. I'm like, all right. So I put my debit card in the gas machine or in the, in the pump or whatever. Um, Enter the numbers, I hand her my debit card. She instantly wipes that off. Out of the car comes a, uh, a handle full of sterilizer, boom, sterilize my hands there. I finish pumping the gas. Meanwhile, I'm I'm pumping and she takes Allie, she takes the golden retriever, uh, to to go to the bathroom in the grass, does that, washes her hands off again. Keep in mind she hasn't touched anything besides the leash. <laughs> um she, she sanitizes her hands. She goes inside. Uh, when she goes inside Somehow, some way, I forget how she did it, but she went in without touching the door handles. I think she did this. Because the this
0: place was super proactive. They left all the doors open.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes. No, 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 no. Uh, you, you, we stopped several times because we had oh, to.
0: Oh, that's okay. The first place, was it the first place we stopped that they had all the door or third? I don't know. Because Who knows?
1: So this one you had to use like your sleeve to get the door open. She goes in, and I think at this place, she only had to go to the bathroom. So she went to the bathroom. I know she washed her hands in there. She comes out. She looks like she's scrubbed up for surgery. She walks out of this gas station. Her hands are in the air like she's ready to get the latex gloves thrown on and, and go in there uh, for a little, you know, uh, breast documentation or something. And then she comes he to the wishes. And then And then she gets to the car and she sanitizes it again. I mean, it's impressive and it's dedication. But I honestly think that uh, if, if it wasn't for her, maybe I would have had the old COVID by now. Then again.
0: Oh, my gosh. Knock on wood over there.
1: But then Knock again, then again, there's an excellent chance that we both have already had it.
0: Just, just, well, that would huge. be terrible. But
1: how would that be terrible? It would be a good thing.
0: I don't know. It's just you know because I wouldn't want to give it to anybody else. Granted, we've been quarantining, so it's not like you know, little sailor might have it. But
1: no. Nah.
0: Anyway, so we hope everybody's doing great. We had a, a really great vacation. I shouldn't say it was a vacation. It was a quick trip. Uh... Up in kind of a remote area. So one of the things I want to get from you guys, we have a, a great guest on for this episode and I'm really excited about. Um, I know that a lot of people are kind of going through either not working or uh, being let go or just really kind of uncertain of what their um, professional careers look like with this. I know that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I know that Jason's not 100% sure. Like what is our world kind of look like professionally when this is all over. So I'm really excited for, um, the guests that we have coming on. Uh, she's a great friend and, and someone that is so smart in, as far as business goes and has been super successful. And, um, I wanted to kind of get her take and, and, and see what she's doing and if she has any kind of advice or, uh, anything that she could give anybody that's looking maybe for new opportunities or is in a situation where they're just not sure what's going to happen. Um, so I'm really excited about about our guests. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, bring her on. Okay, y'all, we have our very first guest to Bradley Buzz. Very first one. So, of course, I had to do... A super special guest Probably a little predictable But I don't care um, One of my favorite people in the whole wide world We have Sheena Swetman On Bradley Buzz
1: mm. Bradley Buzz hello. With Sheena Swetman
0: How you doing, She? Great Yeah? Great Good uh, You're quarantining like the rest of us?
2: Yep How up, you- in, up in northern Michigan How you holding up? I'm safe. I am eating a lot, drinking a lot, thinking a lot about when this is over.
0: Love it. What are you drinking? You know, we drink here on this podcast. So what are you currently drinking?
2: Today, I'm drinking the uh, Cab Sauv from the Black Box wine, one of my faves.
0: Love it. And it's keeping you sane?
2: No, nothing. (laughs) I don't think anything can keep me sane. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm wound up too tight on the regular. It's so hard right now. Yeah. I mean, it's hard normally.
1: Did it, uh, did it snow up there?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yes. Lots of snow yesterday. Everyone's taking like, uh, selfies of them in Kansas city and they're like in swimming suits or enjoying like this nice day out. And I'm like, add another like pair of sweatpants.
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, I went to the store and uh, came back and I was sweating profusely, so uh, there's
2: yeah. that. I haven't sweat yet, so that's good, I guess.
1: It's in your last name.
2: I know. True. What a terrible
0: joke. True. How many times have you heard that, Sheena? Uh,
1: first time for me. Um,
2: not <laughs> as often as I get made fun of for my first name, but yes, sweaty man. That's what I get a lot.
1: How many different... Um, you know, like people have different nicknames for me from like, uh, Jay Brad to Bradley to, I don't know. I can't think of them all right now. So how many different variations of Sheena do you hear? I know, I know of Sheena and I know of she.
2: So like kids were cruel growing up and Sheena somehow got rhymed with Sheena wiener.
1: Hmm.
2: And like, as a child, that's like, you don't want to be called a wiener. Like it's like <laughs> a girl, you know? And then it went to um the sweaty man was later in middle school, which was terrible. Mm. And then in somehow in um high school it got switched totally. And then um now Eric calls me she and y'all call me like sheenster or she not really. Sweatman sometimes, not often.
1: Sweatman's like when you're in trouble.
2: Right. When
0: Kyla's
1: mad at me. Mm-hmm. Precisely.
0: Which never happens. All right. So I kind of want to give everybody just a l- quick backstory. I'm going to let you give a little backstory. Um, on our first episode, we kind of gave an intro to ourselves and what we did, how we are, where we are, how we met, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm just going to put it out there. I met Sheena at Shark Bar when I first started working there. And you you are just now listening on the second episode, I suggest you go back and check out the first. It'll kind of tell you how that's all worked out. Um, but I've worked with Sheena since 2011, um, and we both started at Shark Bar. Sheena has really worked her way up, um, and I'll kind of let her briefly talk about that. But I think what's what I kind of want to let everybody know, and hopefully they get out of this, is Sheena has been probably the biggest mentor for me, professionally and personally. Um, Sheena's incredibly intelligent. Um, she is very driven. She's a self-starter. She's a she's self-motivated, um, hard worker. Like there is not anybody else out there that I know that works as hard as she does. Um, so really one of the reasons I wanted to bring her on is that she's taught me a lot and kind of helped me kind of get where I'm at today. So- with that, Sheena, mm-hmm. tell me, tell our listeners who you are, what you do, uh, maybe how you know us, just to kind of give them a quick little overview.
2: Sure, sure. So personally, I am a lover of cats, um, wine, voo, and whiskey. I uh, am quick to react little hot-headed, pretty stubborn, and a total, like, type three on your Enneagram. So, like, I have to achieve to see value in myself. Um, but professionally, I would say, like, looking back, so 2020, obviously, you know, I looked back at the last 10 years of accomplishments, and I think it was the first time I really, like, was like, oh, wow, I've done okay um, but like I've been rejected a lot in our workplace, so for you to say that like I'm a mentor obviously means a lot. But in our our professional career, I've went from you know sh- bar- beer tub girl, shot girl, bartender, promotions, sales, sales manager, general manager, private events uh, manager, private events director. So I've really grown, but. With that growth, I have seen so many rejections. Like, I can't even tell you how many people have been like, no, no, or you figure it out. Little little to no guidance going through all of this. So for you to say that I'm a mentor, just that's like what keeps me going, I think. You know, that's what I like look for, either to be mentored or to mentor others.
0: Well, I can confidently say I know not only of myself, but other people that really feel that way positively about you and and you being a great mentor. What's something that you would tell people maybe that you don't know um, about rejection and kind of how to get through that, how to work through that?
2: It sucks. I mean, it sucks and you know it. Like, I feel like every time I didn't get the job I applied for, every time I sat in an interview and they never called me back, or every time, you know, I put myself out there and I got rejected, I feel like I knew it when I left. And of course, you know, all your friends and family and everyone tries to tell you, oh no, you know, you might have it, but that's not true. Every job interview I've left feeling confident about, I've gotten the job offer. Otherwise I haven't. And so, you know, I think for me, what I need to learn. And like, this goes to like, you know, my beliefs and my, my mentality is that like, everything happens for a reason you are put in a certain place to meet certain people. Um, And one thing I'm not good at is like that patience that gets you there. So for me, I like to have control. And so I've only been able to see how rejection has positively impacted my life because I've had 10 years of data to prove like, wow, look at how many times you were rejected and where you are now you know, you wouldn't be where you are now if you took that job or you wouldn't be where you are now if that person said yes. So for me, it's like, okay, you know, like, especially with this COVID stuff going on, you know, okay, there's a reason for this. Like, what is this? How am I developing? How am I being able to get through this?
1: You know, with with a company, with an industry that we work in, especially with a historically young company, you know, I mean, granted, they've been in business for a long, long time, but as far as the entertainment, the private event world, they're still fairly, you know, a fairly young company. Um, and unlike other companies, there's always, a lot of companies in a way, there's always a goal you're always going for, right? You know, if you're the uh, if you're the vice president of something, you want to be the president of that someday. Um, so I think in our company, specifically, in our world, the, the event world, uh, the bar, nightclub world, um, the reason people need to have tenacity and kind of go after it and do the best they can is because you never know what is on the other side of that. You never know um, what job opportunities might come up. I mean, they're, they're, they're literally inventing and creating new roles in within our company all the time. I mean, if you think about all the people that have jobs, that have these titles that didn't exist five, six years ago.
2: Yeah. So for sure. So like when I started, you know, there was one job that I took and you know, my manager was like, um, your job is to just create business. And I was like, okay, you know, like what kind of training program do you have? And there was like no training. And it was more like, okay, you, like if you're not a self-starter or self-disciplined, like in a world that I'm in of like sales and, you know, business development, you are not going to like be able to like necessarily handle it. Now, on the other end of that, there's a company I worked for, um, aside from this company, that there was like a certain training process. And so I had to trust my mentors and follow that training process. And, you know, I did really well because I just followed their plan and I did what they told me to do and I was really good at it and I succeeded. And even though I ended up being miserable and I quit that job, it it doesn't mean like I was still successful in that position. It's just like the successfulness of that position didn't make me happy professionally. So I had to get out.
0: So with everything that's going on, there's going to be a lot of people. I mean, there already are a lot of people that are out of work whether they lost their job, their positions were eliminated, they were furloughed, whatever it may be. Do you have any um, advice that you could give people that are kind of facing this, oh shit, what do I do now in this specific time? I mean, I guess it's kind of uncharted. Like we've never, you know, we've never been through this, but do you have any advice that you could give people that are like about to jump back on the horse in such an odd time?
1: And being a stripper is not an option.
2: Yeah. Okay. Definitely not going that route, especially in Missouri, maybe in Las Vegas. Um, but I'm sure they're shut down. Um, so my advice has like totally changed over the years. So before I'd be like, take any job opportunity. Um, working is always better than not working. And while you're working, you're meeting people and you never know what kind of job you're going to get into. You're meeting people. um, That still kind of applies, but I think the biggest thing that people need to take away is that life begins when you step outside of your comfort zone. So like, yes, it's scary to apply for jobs and yes, it's scary to work somewhere else or yes, it's scary to start in a different industry, but like being somebody who like has stepped into that, it is like some of the most rewarding things that I've experienced. Um, and you got to put yourself out there and you can't be scared of the rejection. And at the end of the day, once you do get hired, like continue, continuing to like provide the work ethic that you would want to see. So like my biggest advice to anyone who I hire or anyone who, you know, is asking me about career advice has always been like the golden rule. So like in my professional life, like as somebody who handles events, you know, what would I want if I was hosting an event? um, if somebody's handling marketing, it's what would you want to see if you were being marketed to? So like the golden rule is everything you need to know to make you successful in business. And I try to tell like my servers that, okay, if you're waiting on a table and you're eating chicken wings, why would you not offer to bring them napkins or like little towels or whatever? Like that the golden rule is going to get you wherever you need to be. So if your boss tells you to do something and you don't agree with it, if you were the boss, what would you want them to do? You know, like the golden rule truly like gets you another level. And I think learning that, accepting that and, you know, acting in discipline versus desire has really made it easier for me to like excel in my job.
0: I love that. I love the kind of just the, the whole golden rule mentality. I think that's a big, big takeaway for a lot of people and maybe something that we all try to do, you know, from time to time, but aren't necessarily thinking of on a regular basis.
1: Sheena, how hard is it that kind of makes me think of something because i know even like in my job um it's really hard for me to resist sometimes uh letting other people do things um and i'm not saying that that i'm a control freak or or anything like that but i think i've gotten better at it as as time's gone on but um you know in your position how many times or how hard is it to like truly let go let people do their job um, even if it's something as simple as bringing someone a napkin with with chipping wings or or a toilet or whatever, um, instead of going and getting that yourself when you see it, you know how hard is it for you um, to to sit back and let someone do that and and not just say screw it and go grab the towelettes, for example and take them to the table.
2: Can I answer you know, I feel this like for you? calling me out. I feel like Jason's <laughs> just calling me out right now.
1: No, because it, like, it's, it's... like, oh,
2: go ahead and self-embarrass self or self-discriminate, whatever it is, <laughs> self-discriminate, whatever it yeah. is, yourself, because I'm not good at it. I, like, my whole purpose of how I handle a team in my world is if they see me doing something that they should be doing, they should feel like they did not accomplish something. <laughs> and that sounds terrible when I say it out loud, but I haven't, I have a group of people that have been wildly successful under me and if they see me like pulling out mats or cleaning off something that they should be handling, something that's not technically in my area of responsibility and they see me doing it, they're like almost in like my quality top-notch performers are almost embarrassed because I'm having to do something that they should do. So I, I would say it. I don't not do it. I do it, but I make sure they see I do it. And I'm like, yeah, you should be doing this. Um, But I think that's kind of like sets me apart is I lead by example versus leading by being like authoritative or like having this like system of yelling. Um, So I think like my team appreciates that I'm not scared to get out there when it's 90 degrees and, you know, stock beer if I have to, because we're behind schedule or, Whatever the case may be, I'll put linens on at six o'clock in the morning even though I think the event's gonna cancel <laughs> um I think Kyle was helping us out but uh yeah so like it's just like I, I don't I don't I don't do well at what you just asked
0: Sheena is the girl that will like if somebody vomited in the bathroom she will clean it. it up to make sure that it gets done if no one else is going to do it yeah she'll change the soap yeah, and but the I also soap make sure the whole
2: team knows I did it that is so- right. <laughs>
1: Well, I think, I, I think I'm think i going to give an example of the same situation that I want Kyla to give one because I know I've seen her do uh, very similar situations all the time. But I know like one thing that I do is, you know, during a concert, um, sometimes we're we're behind schedule and we're doing a changeover. We're trying to get the opening act off to get the headliner back on. And, you know, we have stage hands. And we have a technical crew that's supposed to handle that. But I feel I'm watching this happen and, and I think, oh, crap, we're going to start five minutes, 10 minutes late. And... I just jump in and it's kind of a natural thing and, and kind of, yeah, to what you're saying, like, I kind of totally agree that I do, I do want uh, kind of maybe some people to notice that I'm out there, you know, um, winding cables and moving equipment. And the good thing about every time I do that is um, actually at least one or two of the stage hands come up and they either thank me or they're like, get out of here. You know, you shouldn't be doing this, but right, and, and right. at the end of the day, um, what's most important to me is, is the results. Um, and, I've noticed that with a lot of people with, with, with the people we all work with, but um nothing is above any of us really. And Kyla, I want you to give an example of a time that you've stepped in and let's not stay. Oh, apart I mean,
0: yet. I think one of my favorite things, and I can't pinpoint the exact event, but I was like
2: I can tell you right now what the favorite thing was. <laughs> tell me. The Royals World Series post party.
0: Oh yeah. That was a Your good mom time.
2: With was washing dishes. I know. <laughs> That
0: was great. That was
2: by far the best example of like work ethic. And like, we're going to dive into this. And not only that, but it was extremely fun. I was in great jeans that were like three sizes too small. I had pit stains from my like tricep to my rib cage. Like it was Uh, not good for anyone.
1: How do you get in jeans that are three sizes too small?
2: A lot of jumping. Um, It's called Spanx, Jason. (laughs) And Vaseline. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, that was like, like that's a perfect example of Kyla like, jumping in where she didn't need to. Like, We took $0 from that night. Um,
0: $0. And I remember $0. a specific person that was like, am I going to get tipped off this? No, you're not.
2: <laughs> Who was it? Pedro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he wanted commission for selling oh, to that's right. his name because they spoke Spanish.
1: That that's was right. stupid. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you
2: can air that. Don't even edit it because that's 100% true.
1: Were you guys on salary at that point?
2: Yes. Yes. Oh. That's why we didn't take any money. Yeah. I gave all of my money to Alicia and a barback.
0: Yeah, Kelly didn't get any money either.
2: No, Alicia did, and one other. I don't remember who else helped us. There's a picture
0: of it, but man, good Ke- times. Kelly
1: got a good story. I'm sure she tells every time she goes anywhere oh, meets anybody. I know,
0: of course, that's the whole Kelly reason. Kelly
2: was probably sore for days after
0: that. After <laughs> she sure. was. I think that was the whole reason she ended up coming down for the Super Bowl watch parties is because she was just hoping oh, she, was she was going to get back to again. <laughs> you
1: know she was. You know she was reading like like uh, cocktail books, like how to make drinks. For, like, <laughs> She's like, I'm going to be ready this didn't time. Didn't
2: even make drinks. She washed dishes she didn't make she did what
0: a trooper she she really stepped it up i
1: think she got me a beer
0: probably i was gonna say the other example i remember being like six or seven months pregnant and we had like an event going on and some tables and chairs needed to be moved oh hmm. i know this and i stood around
2: doing dishes for this.
0: Yes. And I stood around watching people who were totally capable of moving them, but waiting for other people to come move them. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to move them. And then everyone's like, whoa, wait, 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 you're pregnant. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, well, you're not doing it. I'll be glad 100%. to do it. I'm not dead. Yeah. Just pregnant.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you're fine.
0: Yeah, totally fine. And sailor's perfect. So it all worked out okay. She's
2: actually more than perfect,
0: but that is I true. don't think she's yours.
1: She's, she's better because of it.
0: Is that because she came out way cuter than we all thought she was going to be? 100%, yes. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, so we're on the subject of quarantine and kind of how to deal with things as they come. What are some things that you're going to work on after this is over? Probably losing all the weight i gained. gained. <laughs> like, quarantine 19.
2: I mean, all I'm saying is that all of these like comments of like be the best self you can be like god bless rachel hollis i love her like she motivates me i buy her books i listen to like all of her podcasts um like i bought her start to date journal but like she's like be the best version of yourself and i'm like listen trick i can't be the best version of myself right now i've never been more depressed and felt like with out of purpose i that's a lie i've been more depressed but i've never been like you know, without a purpose, so much that like I, I will be fine after quarantine, and I will probably be better than I was before. So, you know, like I know your last message was like, just do what you got to do to survive, and I can't like retweet that enough because I've gained weight, I haven't done my hair. I have so much acne right now that it's just like downright embarrassing. You would think I was like a seventh-grade man doing wrestling, <laughs> and I love it's that. like whatever, doing,
1: doing wrestling. Those mats were so disgusting.
2: whatever wrestling is. I probably have a grown a grown ear, like a call ear. But it's like just survive. This is like survival of the fittest. This is not normal. This is not life. This is not how things are functioning. So, like, if it takes you drinking, you know a shot of tequila at three o'clock to get through that call at four, whatever, this is not normal. And if it takes you sho- like, so like sometimes like when I have a stressful day, I shower and just sit in the shower. like, and just like kind of like sit there. So like, I think after quarantine, I'm going to like develop my routines again. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to write down my goals every day. But right now writing down your goals makes no sense. If you don't even know if you can leave your house, <laughs> so Word. It's, like, it's fine. Like I get the message of like, don't give up, but there's another message of like, you can accept that you are not in control. And I was telling Eric today, this is the first time I haven't been in control of my life and it is hard. And not only is it hard, but then it like questions things, it questions your, you know, your professional life, it questions, your personal life, it questions, your confidence, it questions all these things. And, you know, for somebody who's like so involved in work and that's how I identify to not have like the stability of what I'm used to of work and the growth to be like set back and having to start over that in itself is really hard.
1: You know, you you talk about messages and, and I think in today's social media world, people are always sharing messages of positivity and this and that. And I, well, I I'll take it. I'd rather see positivity on, on the internet or social media than, than negativity. Um, but it makes me think of this one situation that I saw earlier, earlier today. And we, and he's always posting, um, about, um, wealth and how, if you, uh, your life is 75 years. If you think about it, if you work eight hours a day and sleep eight hours a day, you basically spend 50 years of your life asleep or at work and, th- and all this stuff. Well, anyway, what he does now, he works for. Uh, I should probably shouldn't say the name, but it's one of those travel deals, to where you it's a pyramid scheme. So the whole scheme of the deal is you get people to sign up on your team, and the bigger your team gets, the better deals you get to go on these free trips. Like, but all he does now is read motivational books. He highlights them with a highlighter. He posts those on his Instagram.
2: Yeah, pyramid He's always telling people sure. like,
1: "Hey, get in touch with me. You shouldn't have to work. Your work should be fun and build all this wealth." And like today, he posted something and. And he's like join one of the biggest industries in the world. And he like puts a freaking emoji of an airplane. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. do you even understand that no, no one's going anywhere right now?
2: Yeah. And like, frankly, if you're not working hard, you're not working. So I like loathe the, the phrase that work should be enjoyable. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Work should be enjoyable. If that's your personality trait for me, like if I'm not sleeping for work, then I'm not doing enough.
1: And it's, it's
2: like, yeah. I hate when people are like, oh, work should be fine. You should be selling It Works wraps and loving life. (laughs) Like, It Works It's not fucking working, okay? Like, I don't know if you've seen the spot over quarantine, but it's not. You know what is working? Like, maybe if I take that two-mile run in the morning, like, maybe that's working. Maybe if I stop eating, you know, Tabasco-flavored Cheetos and, like, I'm just, like, over the, like, these, like, shortcut schemes yeah get ahead in like in so my world like work hard and be awesome and do what you'd want others to do like that's just like it goes back to the golden rule and oh, and, totally. the, and
1: the fun part is the success you know like in my job i mean a lot of people from the outside yeah, look yeah. looking look in and think oh you have a great job you get to do concerts well yeah no i'm not complaining a bit because i do i do love my job um and i do like working but there's there's ton of stressful days there's a ton of stress with the job but there's nothing like working your butt off and seeing thousands of people Or like like in the event business when you work your butt off and you see all these people come together and have a great event and they're all happy and yes. you, you get these rave reviews that is what that's the result of the hard work um and then i feel I like
2: anyone's gonna complain about working after this
1: <laughs> no no what was that one mean that i saw like from a, bar, a, a bartender's like yes I will pour you a Tito's and vodka and not complain.
2: (laughs) I'm with you. It's just like, I'm ready to just like have a purpose again. And I think that's my, and it goes back to like my personality type. I'm a three. I have to have a purpose or I cannot function. Um, And, you know, I think the thing for me is like, like then, you know, you, I, you deal with guilt because you're like, Oh, you know, you have a job, you have this life, you but yeah, but like, it's not like what I'm used to, you know, like, So, you know, just because someone else is in deeper shit than you are doesn't mean what you're standing in is all like sunshine and rainbows. And like trying to understand that as an individual versus just advise that to somebody else is a lot harder than I ever imagined.
0: I love that. I think you've given us some really great messages. And uh,
2: I appreciate everything you're saying, Jason. What? Don't lie. You want to live with your mom right now because I know I do. Wow.
1: Well, I mean, if, she, <laughs> if if that means not having any bills, I'd consider it. Not to exactly. Be
2: a great full-time like a full time nanny. Sitter, exactly. No rent. I get it.
1: But I love you, mom. But if you, if you if you knew my mom, you would understand that uh, I don't think I want to live with her. <laughs> by any means because she go back into op- protect- protective mode. I'd be like going outside and she'd be like, what are you doing, Jason? Like, I'm taking the trash out. Can
0: I live with her and then you know. live by yourself? Can I trade the two of you?
1: Uh, do we get split custody, mm. custody?
0: We'll see. Well, Sheena, I appreciate you taking the time out. This okay. has been fun. We're going to do uh, an episode upcoming with a few girlfriends and we'll kind of kick Jason off. He'll just do the the fun production side of it, but we're going to do like a girl's a girl's night podcast. So Uh, I think that'll be
1: fun. And this is news to me. I'm getting, I'm getting kicked off my own podcast.
2: Right. Jason, you still got to do work. It's just not like on recorded. It's just behind the scenes.
1: Well, while you guys record that, I'll be sharing positive messages on my social media.
2: (laughs) Thank God, please.
0: Well, Sheena, you stay safe up there. And, um, live your best life, whatever that is right now. And thanks for kind of all your positive words for everybody. I'm sure they will appreciate it. and uh, we will be sure to send people to your instagram page underscore sheena dot j underscore if you want to check her out. I love It is, all private. Of her. It is private, so she'll have to accept <laughs> you. But she does have some really great uh, positive messages every day. I do look forward to seeing it. Um so keep sharing. We appreciate that. We appreciate you. I love you. Stay safe. Be healthy. Take care of you. Be buzzed. And be buzzed. I can't wait to see you and hug you again. Um, Tell all the family and everybody we said hi.
2: Absolutely. Love you guys.
1: Bye, she.
0: Bye, she. Bye. I love her. I love. Most of what she has to say, <laughs> everything she had to say today, but on a regular basis, most of what she has to say. She's been such a, such a great, uh, role and kind of person to look up to and seek advice from. Um, I love seeing women who are close to my age be so successful and, and just have like a mindset of like hard work pays off. Don't be afraid to work hard. Um, go after everything, and, and she's such a great little motivator, and and I and when I say little, I mean that's because she is little. <laughs> she's <laughs> she is. a little person, not, not like her impact is little, because that's not the case at all. She she has, when she's doing anything or is anywhere, she is leaving a mark, and um, in such a big way. And I love and admire her, um, admire that about her. So
1: yeah, you don't work with uh, Sheena Switman and uh, and forget about it. Let me tell you that
0: that's for sure. <laughs>
1: I will say that, um, that you know, that conversation and, and being friends with her um, through you for all these years, um, it, you kind of understand it. it uh, one thing about being in in, in a position like mine, uh, when you work with private salespeople, um, they have a totally different job, you know? They have a totally diff- different job than, than what I have. Um, the, a lot of times, they work with, directly with the clients. The clients want something... Their job is to make it happen. Um, and sometimes it, we always we always talk about this in the production world, but sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating because you know, they'll come to us and be like, hey, I told the client, you know, that they could have this, 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 and this on this many TVs, and you're like, oh shit. Cause that I, I don't even know how to do that. Like, that's not possible. Um, and you and you you, you butt heads often because they'll be like, okay, well, I told the client that they paid for it. And you're left...
0: Figure it out. And you're
1: left getting it done. Because <laughs> um, a lot of times the best private events people, um, even though in the, in the heat of the moment, um, it can get very frustrating at the end of the day. They're they're the buffer between the client and their boss and, and the company that they, they work for. That They're just trying to execute and make the event go smooth. Um, it's very rarely that the private event clients seek out the production people and 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 say thank you or whatever, um, because they're, we're not the face of it. We're just the we're just the behind the scenes of it. But one thing about Sheena is she she has tenacity. Um, she if she knew how to, I guarantee you, like what we were talking about earlier, if she knew how to do production, <laughs> I have no doubt if she she'd be shoving me out of the she way. She <laughs> would show
0: your ass up. She'd be like, move the fuck over. Yeah,
1: she'd be like, um, they wanted four different graphics on four different TVs, but we can't do that. Hold my wine and watch yes. this. Yeah. Yeah, which which is um when you're not in the heat of the moment, it's it's a, it's a great thing to appreciate and, and and that conversation and just the conversations we've had in general makes me um makes me a better person too in my in my role because I need to think about that in the moment. You know, instead of getting frustrated in the moment, I need to think to myself like listen, they're just trying to do the best at their job and I'm trying to do it the best at mine and I guess if we all have that attitude, um that's how we're all the best. 100% um, I kind of want to touch on something we touched on in the very beginning. Okay. Um, you know, and I don't, I, we haven't really established a lot of ground rules for this show. Ooh. Yeah. And, is this going to get good? Uh, may, well, maybe. Who knows? Hopefully. That, good is not up to you and I. Um, That's true. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I don't think that we want to make this show, that, uh, listen, you can tune into a billion different shows every day and talk politics. And you can and all that good stuff. But I don't think we ever want to be um, focused on politics, but we do. We do talk about society. We do talk about culture. We do talk about family um, and everything else. And it's hard to talk about that with every without every once in a while talking about politics. And I think it's a good opportunity for me to to bring up something that was kind of discussed earlier, but a moment where or situation where my wife and I disagreed on something. And we talked about it three or four times, and you know the first time we talked about it, it was kind of heated. And the second time we talked about it, a little less heated. And both times, w- without even knowing that we're doing it, we're both making compromises in our own views um, to, to try to get to a middle point. Um, and, and basically, what we're all just what we're talking about is you know Kyla on her Facebook made a status, and before she made the status, we talked about this, and we didn't talk about the status. We are not that couple that says, "You know what? I think in a few days, I'm going to make a Facebook status. Let's discuss like more." That's that would us. be funny. Yeah, that is. Yeah. You know
0: who does that? The people that have their their couple pages, like the people who share oh, a Facebook page and or listen, a social I, media account with their significant other. Well, that's, like,
1: that's like a joint checking account. You got to talk about big spins. You know? Oh my god. Um. Yeah, but no, we, You know, we we did talk about it before she posted it, but not about the post itself, just about the topic. And, you know, the the topic was, she was saying that, you know, her, her argument about these protests that are going on right now, like, listen, there's protests every day somewhere, right, about something. Um, Her her comment was about the people that were protesting um, in a few states, and even actually, they did it here in Missouri, too, about. The, which was, wah, wah. Yeah, which was the, you know, the stay-at-home orders. They were protesting and basically saying, you know, you've, You've gone too far and, and uh, let
0: us get back to work. Let us
1: get back to work and um, let us
0: have our say in what we do. Yeah.
1: And her argument was how that was a slap in the face to our healthcare workers on the front lines. I agree with that. Um, and we first started talking about this. My um, opposition to her argument was, you know, I'm a big defender of protest and man, I tell you what, most of the process, protests that happened, I don't agree with the message um i certainly don't agree with any protest once it becomes violent I, I can't stand that i don't care what your message is i don't care if i'm 100 percent on board the first time a shop's window gets broken or you spray paint a car or light something on fire i've lost interest i've lost respect for you i i, I don't I, I literally don't care if i'm standing there with you once that happens i'm out
0: agreed your message has just been lost yeah. like you've literally taken your message and taking it to such a level that's so low that it's not even worth looking at the actual cause that you're mm-hmm. out there protesting for.
1: Exactly. And but I will always always defend anyone's right to protest to a certain extent. I, the, the message and the and the right to I won't I, I won't defend anyone's right to freaking break something or do something stupid. But anyway, the first time this comes up, you know, we're we're talking about it and and I was kind of being kind of defensive about it. And I was like, no, but you know, you gotta understand this and this and this. And she's like, No. She goes, I don't like we have people going to work, potentially dying, because they went to work sick trying to save other people's lives. And I and why I totally agreed with her on that. I'm like, yeah, but we also have to respect the constitution and this and that. And you know, that's the first time we talked about it. Second time we talked about it, we both kinda of, well, I kinda of started to sway a little bit and I understood her point of view a lot more. Um and just how we were talking about, like, if, if you're protesting something and I believe in it, but you start breaking windows and getting violent, I'm out. Well, same thing here. You know, at the end of the day, um, some states, and Missouri's not really one, in my opinion, but some states have probably overstepped the line when it comes to these stay-at-home orders. You know, hypothetically speaking, uh, well, not hypothetically speaking, let's just take Michigan, for example. It's one where thing the
0: protests that they started, started it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, right,
1: and there and, and a few other states, the governors have taken it upon themselves to 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 really push this. And listen, the American people are the best people because we have pride. Most of us, and the and the vast majority of this country, do the right thing, always do the right thing, but we also value freedom. We also value doing what we want to do working hard to make money to go spending on what we want to spend it on all that good stuff. So whenever you're asked to stay at home to help the country in general to prevent people from dying we, we mostly do it. I mean look look at the statistics. Look at look at the people that have died from this terrible situation. It is way less than what they predicted in the beginning. And that's because most people took this seriously. You're always going to have the the tiny, tiny minority that does something stupid and they're not going to care. They're going to go out and they're going to live their lives. They're going to have their 25-person house parties. We saw it here in Kansas City. We saw, in the first few weeks of this going on, 95% of the city taking this seriously and we saw 5% of people trying to have freaking house parties like a bunch of idiots. Sorry. And that's that's just the way it is because none of us want to be cooped up like this. None of us want to you know, give up our freedoms like that. But at the same time...
0: Do you think that my sanity is not questioned when I am with my nine month old seven days a week for 24 hours a day like absolutely not like no one's in the an ideal circumstance
1: no and I mean I question your sanity six days a week Saturdays are I, is the one day I don't um, <laughs> no but yeah so this you know most of us have been doing an excellent job and you have to listen 320 million people if you can get Two hundred eighty million of those to do something the right way. I mean, that's a win. But anyway,
0: not at- only that, but like half the people are practically begging to Netflix and chill on a regular basis. Yeah, every other day of the week. But now that you're supposed to be doing it per society, oh, I don't want to do that anymore.
1: We um, had kind of our last conversation, and it kind of all came to fruition. You so up in Michigan, the the governor. Took it a step further than just, hey, stay at home. Here's the essential jobs. Here's the non-essential jobs. They went so as far as to, you can still go to Home Depot. Go to Home Depot all you want. Got to go buy nails. Get all your nails you want. Got to buy some freaking light bulbs. Obviously, we need light, right? Got to have light bulbs. She drew the line at paint and pretty much cut off the home and garden section. So what are a lot of these people doing that are staying home right now? They're trying to stay busy. For their mental health, Americans, for the most part, love to be productive. So let's say you live in Michigan, and let, let me tell you, a lot of people live in Michigan have gardens. They have some acreage, and this was the opportune time for them just to go out there, spend a couple hours of the day, or maybe all day, out in the garden. That's the, that's how they're getting through this. And their governor decided, no, nope, can't get seed. You know, we're just got, like, you've, we've all been to Home Depot and Lowe's and all the other stores and seen the home garden sections. So it's like a toll section. Just, nope, can't do that anymore. Can't buy paint. What? You can't buy paint? So I, I totally get these people getting upset. What I disagree with is just like the people who break things at protests, y'all went to a protest and didn't social distance, didn't wear masks, and you would have got your point across if you just would have followed the rules. If you guys would have showed up wearing your mask and taken the virus seriously and stuck six feet apart and done all that, or stayed in your cars. It was supposed to be a drive-through. It was supposed to be let's clog downtown with vehicles, which would have been safe. But y'all had to get out of your car start shaking hands, no mask, no gloves. And
0: spewing the virus. <laughs> yeah. Literally.
1: And I, some, some people even made the comment, like, you know what, if I get it, I get it. I know. I, we are Americans, and some of us do have that attitude. Some of us do think that, you know what? I'll take my chances. I want to save my business. I want to go to work. And, and man, everyone knows that small business is the absolute backbone of this country. It, it, it accounts for totally. 50, 50% of everyone that has a job.
0: Yep. It's hard because <clears throat> you can understand why people might protest and you can you can understand where, pe- where people are coming from. But it, it's, it all comes down to like the way in which you choose to do things. Your message has now been completely changed. Your message is now lost because you decided to act so carelessly when all these guidelines and suggestions have been set forth from, from incredible medical professionals like protest and, and, and put your point out there and talk about it and and get it out on the forefront, but do it in a manner that's safely because now you look like you're just a complete idiot who disregards any kind of suggestion or professional opinions, um, from leaders of our country. And, and I think that's so incredibly irresponsible. It's Mm -hmm. just, I I can't with it. And then it, and then it just makes our, our poor healthcare professionals and everyone, not even the healthcare professionals, but everyone that's kind of suffering in this point, it just makes it, it's like, "Mm, I'm going to go ahead and spit on that. Or, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and throw you on the ground and then rub my foot in your foot in that and just and make it seem like trash. Like we're all in this together. Yeah. We are not, we are not not one person's better doing better than the other. And I understand that money's coming in slowly or maybe you didn't get your check for your small business as fast as you know your neighbor's small business did. Like I I get all of that. But at the end of the day, like we're all human beings and we're all here to take care of each other and we got to do so responsibly and we have to respect one another when we do it.
1: Yeah, and I I think this goes for you know, everyone that that potentially may go to a protest in their lives. Think about this. What are you trying to do at a protest? You're trying to send a message. You're trying to support a cause. But all y'all that went to these protests saying, you know, basically like, okay, you overstepped the tell me what to do situation. I was on your side. I was and then I saw the video footage and now I can't support, I can't, I can't truly support your cause. I wasn't going to go. Let's face it. I'm not a protester. I'm never going to go to a protest unless it's like, I don't know, more money for people that help do concerts. I'll go to that protest. <laughs> but
0: Oh yeah. I see that in <laughs> the yeah Yeah. Sure. There's like
1: six of us out there. We want more. Oh we God. do things. Um, but no, seriously, like,
0: No, but it it, 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 just do
1: things right, you know. Gosh,
0: it it takes away from the real message, and it's not saying that those protesters didn't have a real message to send. I'm sure that they did. They, they're, you know, they're out there standing for something that is real, but Mm -hmm. their actions are are taken away from. The message and I think yeah. people when you go to protest and and you have something you want to say about something, you have to think about the way in which you're saying it and how you're going about it because your message might not be heard because what you're putting out there is overshadowing it, and so I think people just have to be careful
1: hundred percent agree one under percent agree,
0: yeah, so uh. What else you got, JB? Anything tonight?
1: Um, You know, we kind of dipped into the political world uh, a little bit, and I know I have uh, a lot of friends, um, people that follow me on social media that um, hate me uh, because of my <laughs> political comments, and some might like it. I don't freaking know. Um, You know, I it, we can, we'll dive into that more and, and more and more yeah. as you go, but... You know, I, I think the example of, and, and Kyla and I um, agree on a lot of things politically and disagree on others and this and that, but, you know, I think the uh, the example of the first time we talked about it being on very opposite sides of it and the second time getting closer. And by the time, you know, uh, we had our third or fourth conversation about it, we're pretty much on in a roundabout way on the same page mean
0: together it's just it literally comes down to listening to each other like yeah. if we just sit back and listen to each other and man you know i when it comes to political and i don't mean to go off the off the rails here but when it comes to like political controversial things like if people just sat and had conversations you might find a middle ground
1: talk to it you know a it's a lot
0: so, quicker than you yeah, would by just like bashing
1: it's, so, it's so easy to sit on social media, especially Facebook, and have a political debate and get defensive and get nasty real quick. So many people do this. I try not to. Hey, there's been times someone finally pushes my buttons enough. I absolutely say something that I probably shouldn't say. But if everyone treated everyone that they're having a conversation online like you and I do, meaning treat that person like it's a person you gotta fucking live with, you might have a little more respect for them. <laughs> you might not, you, you might not insult their intelligence because they're smarter than you in this particular conversation, not in general, but maybe they're more, um, not educated, but they're more research in a particular topic. Now there has been one time I was talking about some defense stuff with a person and I was having this good debate Come to find out that they actually used to work for the de- defense department in Washington, DC and they were a lawyer. So
0: You got school.
1: So I said, you know what? You're probably right. I'm out. <laughs> but if people just had more respect, and I, if they, if I had a dollar for every time I saw someone like, you need to educate yourself on this topic and come back and talk. Oh gosh, just respect people, man. You know, just
0: educated have, or not, everybody's got an opinion mm-hmm. and everybody feels a certain way. And-
1: oh, and by the way, educated doesn't mean degrees. I mean, educated does. Don't get me wrong, but in those conversations unless there's very few people honestly having those conversations on social media that are that are truly
0: like fill yourself in.
1: I mean, there's not many poli sci grads. There's not many, you know, economic degree people. We get it. Yeah.
0: Just, you know, inform yourself, inform yourself. Yeah. So that's all you got to do is just, you know, stay up to date with knowledge. Don't, don't, don't be on the interwebs just pulling whatever you can pull. Like really take the time to inform yourself if you're gonna if you're gonna throw something out there. And hey, if you're like me, maybe you like to throw some shit out there and you don't give a shit about what other people think and you don't pay attention mm-hmm. to what other people say. Because that is me. My husband is different.
1: I like I like, debates.
0: To, I like to put things out there, and I don't care what you say when it comes down to it. I still have my opinions unless. You wanna have a one-on-one conversation. Whereas my husband put some shit out there and he'll debate you right then and there. I ain't into that. But, but hey,
1: listen, through my wife's guidance, I've gotten to better, each their I've own gotten better at debating over the years. <laughs> not not I haven't become a better debater. I've learned how to debate without sounding like a pompous dick. <laughs> because when we first like year we dated, I get in these Facebook what she called them arguments and facebook fights facebook fights oh yeah because it you know f, f sounds better yeah and she'd be like you just sound like you know it all and that hurt me at the core because that is not me i i never ever i don't care what we're talking about I, I don't care if i know a billion things more about a particular topic than you do i do not want to sound that way that's not my goal at all she said that to me and it hurt it freaking hurt and i started thinking about everything I typed from there on out, I'm like, how do I say this without sounding a certain way? And it's, it's, it's maybe become even more powerful. I'm joking. No, but it, it has maybe Maybe become better,
0: a better person.
1: Yeah. And I, a better person. And I, and I didn't know I was doing it, you know, at the same time, like maybe I did. I don't know, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I think everybody's different and how they handle those things and how they talk about those things. and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some hard stuff and we'll talk about some things that aren't easy for, you know, people to talk about and things that not everybody's going to agree with. Yeah.
1: And maybe we'll have some guests on who, you know, um, I know I've got a lot of people that I debate with quite often, um, that I, I highly respect, but, um, we have these Facebook debates and and I've learned a lot from them and maybe they've learned some from me, but you know, we will perhaps have them on as guests and be able to talk about some hot topics, some hot tops.
0: Totally. There are people we don't all agree with, but that we, you know, surely respect and want to hear their opinion. So um, episode number two down and we had a great guest uh, who has a lot of, you know, great insight and, and good messages. Um, I encourage everybody to kind of reach out if if you're looking for, you know, some positive, maybe Business Insight. She's really great for that. Thank you, Sheena. And uh, we're excited to record next week. Um, If you have any suggestions, feedback, uh, maybe some special requests. Hey, if you're like, I want to get on here. DM me. Let me know. And uh, we'll work it out. We're excited. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Bradley Buzzed. And uh, I am now officially one bottle of wine in. So I'm going to, Polish off this Boda box so that I'm one and a half bottles in. JB?
1: Jeez, I've I've had three beers. It looks like I'm going to have to stop there. So, mama can enjoy.
0: I did start at bath time tonight. Normally, I would wait mm-hmm. until after bedtime, but tonight was a bath time glass of wine night.
1: That is true. And I always forget, like, you know, for most people that drink wine, a bottle, you know, it's, I mean, that's a good amount of wine, but it's not like I had a bottle of whiskey.
0: No, totally different things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've had a bottle of whiskey, I think I'm going to hit another bottle.
0: No, totally different things. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. Thank you for, you know, checking it out, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks, y'all. See you later.